This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage specialist, Deanne Kitsaris, the mortgage mom. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing fabulous, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. I just can't wait to for to be outside and go to a bar. That's what I want. So if you want to ask us a question about real estate, commercial, residential, mortgage, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And you can listen to this show and all of our past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com. Or at WPHT. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. All right. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. I had a long one for you today. <laughs> and we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? It's time to rehab. It's time to rehab. All right. And we're not talking about from being quarantined and and drinking all the time. We're talking about mortgage rehab. All right, we have our questions. Is it okay to buy from auctions? The next question is, we intend to close on July 27th. Property taxes for the second half of the year are due on July 31st. Will we be responsible for paying six months worth of taxes up front at closing? The next question is, What was your biggest mistake as a new agent? Next question Hmm. is, need selling advice. Trying to sell my parents' house. Been on the market for 90 days. No bites. Marked price way down. Last question, Mark, is my neighbor wants to sell his home. I know someone looking for a home. He says he's willing to pay me a $5,000 fee if I put the deal together. I'm not Mm -hmm. licensed real estate broker. Is it okay? And if I'm not charging a commission... (laughs) <laughs> we also have <laughs> we also have our topic of the day dealing with indecision. All right. But first, Mark, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, I learned that we can do anything, but we can't do everything, at least not at the same time. So think of your priorities not in terms of what activities you do, but when you do them. Timing is everything. It's kind of you like you're 
hitting on that 80-20 rule, right? That's right. You can't do it all. You get, you need help. So where are we at? Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. Yeah, I just wish we could go green in Philly, but we're not green yet. It's looking like we're going to be uh, no, le- no green leaves for a while. But anyway, back to the market report. As of June 30th, 4.5 million homeowners were in that forbearance plan. They give you a little break, according to a recent study. Uh, and this represented 8.6 of all active mortgages, down from 8.8. So people are starting to come out of that, which is a good sign. And after the rising the previous week, the number of loans in active forbearance dropped by 104,000. So that means people are getting back to work, and they got caught up, and it was a good idea, and they didn't get screwed their credit up. Pending home sales mounted a record comeback in May and June, seeing encouraging contract after activity after two previous months of declines brought on by the virus, according to the National Association of Realtors, very unbiased group. Unbiased every group, ma- yes. <laughs> every major region recorded an increase in month-over-month pending home sales and transactions, while the South experienced uh, a year-over-year increase. Pending home sales, a forward-looking indicator of home sales based on contract signings, rose 44.3% to 99.6% in May, chronicling the highest month-over-month gain in the index since NAR, National Association of Real Estate Realtors, has been keeping records since 2001. That's the biggest jump since 2001. So I know you're feeling it because people are calling you. So with significant... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, too. And the other thing um, I wanted to jump in prior to was, you know, everybody that's doing that deferred payment or forbearance to just be careful because when you go to refinance or you're going to sell a house, you have to be out of that forbearance. Right, right. So we're running into people and people are having a hard time trying to get letters from the mortgage companies and also, you know, you have to show that you've made payments on time for the last 12 months. And since so many people are doing that, they're backed up at least four to six weeks. So if you're thinking about it, take care of getting out of the forbearance now. That's right. Sooner the better. So um, with the uh, significant improvement in the job market, which grew 4.8 million in June, that was a big jump. New unemployment claims continue to rise slowly in some areas, but there was a big decrease in the amount of people impl- uh, applying for unemployment. Where claims were down uh, by a million. The worst states were, but the worst states for unemployment applications were Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. I'm surprised Jersey wasn't there, but they were the three worst. So anyway. Uh, it, it was a strange 4th of July due to all this, but things are booming. Like if you work in the mortgage industry or real estate, you're not taking any time off. The low mortgage rates are, it's a big shopping spree right now. And because the, the rates are down and things are happening, the refi boom as well increased, uh, demand for home buying, uh, so loan officers like Miss Katz Harris and real estate agent appraisers 
they're not getting any time off because you're working your butt off, right? Yep. <laughs> and speaking of, I am um, I am now on the lookout. I'm looking to hire another assistant. So if anybody has yeah. any mortgage experience and wants to get really busy with me, <laughs> give me a call. I saw you. I saw you diss somebody, and I sent it back to you. Yeah. 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 Not it's and it's so spot on, so spot on. I can't wait to tell Doctor A. All right. So anyway, uh, but they're not complaining because they're making a ton of money. So tell us about the rates. Speaking of the rates, the rates are fabulous. Your thirty-year conventional right now is at three percent. Your fifteen-year wow. conventional is two point eight seven five percent. Your FHA loan is 3.25%. But it depends on the day of the week, Mark. We're dipping down to 3%. And your yeah. VA, depending on credit score, is around 3% as well. So there are some great rates. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Talk Radio here on WPHT, Good News in Real Estate. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to your funny story. Now, I got it. This is a true story. It's a little long. This one's called The Dirt Lady. So, I had this transaction years ago where I had both the buyer and the seller. And the seller was handling the estate for their late mother. And I knew both of them really good, brother and sister. Nice house, great neighborhood. They had the listed property listed with me. And I had another couple that was were selling their house. So, anyway, I listed their house. I showed them the house. And the one house they were buying and they fell in love with it they loved this house they it was a lot bigger they had a few kids the husband worked for uh, pepsi he drove like seven days a week for like three weeks straight then he got a week off he had crazy hours they submitted the offer they win win the deal we go forward so when i showed them the house it had this very large basement and as you walk down the basement there was a a way to go out to the yard up through bilco doors and as we were walking up the steps, I remember the wife, she's looked over and she looked under like this, the, there was a little crawl space, a four by three. And it was like dirt under there. And she says, what's that? And I said, well, that's just the crawl space to get at the pipes in the kitchen. And she went, oh. Anyway, a couple of days after the offer was accepted, she called me up and she said, uh, I had a question about that crawl space. She said, where, where does, what, what's in that dirt? And I said, basically, it's the bottom of the house. She goes, well, uh, okay. She goes, uh, but where does that dirt go? And me being me, I just said, like, China. <laughs> which which she didn't, like, uh, take to. Anyway, she would stay at home and all day, and the husband's at work. So a couple of days later, she calls me again. She goes, where's that dirt go? I said, I joked around with her again. I said, China. She was not amused. Then she started calling every day. I was running the company at the time, right? Big company. 
And she started calling every day asking about this dirt. Should she get the EPA to look at this dirt? She was obsessed. She called the office so much, the receptionist at my office was starting to call her the dirt lady. The dirt lady's back on the phone. I'd hear over to PA. After a couple weeks and numerous explanations about the dirt, finally the husband called. And I felt sorry for him. He's like, you got to do, do something about this dirt. She will not leave me alone. So he asked me about the dirt. I explained it to him. He thought he understood. He, she keeps calling, calling, calling. Finally, he says, she's driving me crazy. You got to do something about the dirt. So I called a seller up, a friend of mine. I say, I tell him about the dirt. He goes, what dirt? I said, the dirt under the crawl space near the door. He goes, oh, his mom used to call it the root cellar, and she used to throw her potatoes and vegetables in there, keep them fresh. He goes, what do you want me to do about that? I said, I don't know. Can't you put up a piece of lattice or something so she can't see it? And his sister's a lawyer, and they're both involved, right? And he's not too happy about this. So anyway, I said, put a little piece of lattice. Finally, they do. And I tell her that don't worry about it. It's taken care of. Finally, the night before settlement... It's almost at dusk. We show up. The house is on a lockbox. I show up. He show, They show the wife, the husband, and their three kids all show up. We're on the porch. I'm opening the lockbox. And she's all, she's been crazy about the dirt. I open the lockbox. As I take the key and stick it in the door, she pushes me out of the way and runs through the house. And me and the husband and the kids all look at one another, and she goes bolting. And she runs through the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, and she, we hear her running down the basement steps. So we all start running. We run after her. We get down the basement, and she's standing in the middle of the basement floor, spinning around in circles going, where's the dirt? Where's the dirt? <laughs> so finally I grab her by the hand I take her over and I point and she goes that's it I said yeah that's it this was like buyers worst case of buyers remorse ever like she sat around and thought she thought it was going to be this mountain of dirt so next morning we're finally at settlement right so I get there early The the my friend the seller and his sister the lawyer are both sitting there and they say to me if she even mentions the dirt we're out of here <laughs> the deal's off so the husband and wife come in they come walking in i got the mortgage stocks i'm ready to go through them with them and right before i start she says to me can i ask you a question and uh, my friend uh, throws his pencil up in the air <laughs> i said uh, hold on i said, took him out in the hallway i said listen I said, if you ask one question about the dirt, the deal's off. You're not getting the house. And she started to open her mouth. I said, I'm telling you, you want this house? So we walked back in, sat down, signed all the documents. They got the keys. About a month later, I got this really nice letter from her telling her how much she appreciated everything I did for her and how <laughs> much she loved the house. But... That was the most extreme case of buyer's remorse I ever had. The dirt lady. <laughs> and, and you tag it as the dirt lady, which is even funnier. The That's... dirt lady. Uh, the whole company knew her. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267 266 5501. Now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Harris, the Mortgage Mom, and her topic is it's time to rehab. So tell me about this, Deanne. 
Mark, this is a great topic because everybody's been stuck in their house. And, you know, everyone knows I was going to sell my house. We're not selling our house. We're selling our house. Well, we're not selling the house, but we are definitely doing some things to the house. And I'm finding that a lot of people, especially with these low rates, are able to take advantage of doing a refinance, but also refinancing into a rehab loan. And what that means is doing any kind of improvements to the house that's going to add value. For instance, FHA has a loan called a 203K, and it allows you to incorporate repairs into your mortgage. So let's say you wanted to redo the roof. You want to do landscaping. You want to finish the basement. You have a bathroom project that you've been waiting on you know, to do for months, and now's the time to do it. You've been stuck in the house, want to get some work done. You can mortgage, you can refinance and mortgage all those rehab costs into the loan. So That's as I mentioned, program. you know, granite countertops, redoing the cabinets, hardwood floors, all that can be incorporated into this loan. Now, can you do it as a cash out refinance? You can, but you're going to get more bang for your buck if you don't have the equity in your house to do it as the 203K because what right. happens is when you're doing this 203K, depending on how much you're going to spend, you're going to work with a HUD consultant and the consultant's going to tell you exactly how much everything's going to cost. And based on that, the appraiser comes out to the house and appraises the house as if the work has already been done. So you're right. getting value, unlike refinancing your house, an appraiser comes out and the house is as is and may say that there's not enough equity to do it. But if he sees everything that you're planning to do, he's going to appraise that house as if the work was already done and add 110% to that. So it's it gives you more bang for your buck. It's a little bit more controlled. Now, if you have equity in your house and you're looking to just take the cash out, that's great. But this loan allows you to do that if you don't have the equity. There's also a and convention. you get everything done. I'm sorry? And you get everything done. You know? Yeah, you get everything done. And you, you know, if you have a conventional loan, we can do it as a conventional rehab as well. Same rules apply. Appraisers going out there, going to appraise the house as if it's already been done. Um, and you'll be able to use that equity in the house. Now, the consultant runs the project. It's going to tell you how much everything should cost. The suggestion is that you go out and get a couple bids from contractors. Want to make sure that they're licensed and that they're insured and that they're not related to you. And everyone wants to know, why can't they be related? And the reason they can't be related is because if Uncle Joe is going to come over and do your cabinets or do your tile, he's obviously going to do it for a lower rate. Now, if you and Uncle Joe get into an argument or Uncle Joe gets hurt on the job, we're not going to find somebody that's going to be able to do that work for that particular price. Right. So you're going to be short add, the money. It, it's better to have the consultant involved and and use off the list the contractors that are bonded and everything else. Yeah, and and Mark, the other point to that too is you know permits are required. So if you have you know Uncle Johnny doing the work, he might not go get permits. So if you're redoing that basement or redoing the bathroom, when you go to sell that house and you're looking to get that appraised value and you can't show permits for the work that it's done, you're not going to get the value for that improvement. 
they're going to want to see those they're going to want to see those permits no doubt the other thing is that the rates are so low right now that you should definitely take advantage of it there's a lot of um, the reason I wanted to bring up the rehab loan is because when we first started in March, taping from home, they cut all these rehab loans out. So you weren't able to do a rehab, whether it was conventionally or it was with the 203K. So they've just brought them back. Um, are the rates higher than they are right now on a rehab loan? And they are. They're about maybe a half to a quarter. But that's the cost of the rehab money. And you can always refinance and get into the, what the rate is now. Yeah, no matter what. Besides all that, with the appreciation, the way it's going, this is a win-win. You're going to make it's up a that total win-win. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually I'm going to look into it um, today. Since you're staying, see, <laughs> what? Since you're staying at your house, yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of work I want to do to the house, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Maybe I should do that as a, um, I'll do it as Facebook Live as I'm doing all the, the 203K with the consultant the consultant and whatnot. But if you have questions on these type of loans, as always, I'm here to help. So give me a call at 609-605-7153. Very good. That was a good segment. All right. Yeah, it's so such what, a great loan. So what's coming up after this, after the break? So coming up next will be our question and answer segment. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. All positive all the time. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. All right. And our first, first question is, is it okay to buy from auctions? It's okay to buy from anywhere. But, you know, the problem with auctions, you better be careful and you better know what you're doing and do some research. Because if you get involved in an auction with a bunch of rookies and they all start going crazy and all of a sudden you might end up spending money and you want to make sure that the auction is legitimate handled by a good auction company and you can get some buys but sometimes there's a lot of people in there and all the investors are in there and some you get some some people that don't know what they're doing and all of a sudden you're you end up spending too much for this property and there's a, and sometimes you cannot see the property Sometimes right. it's sight unseen, so you got to be like really careful with these auctions. So I'll, I just do your research before you go jumping into an auction. That's like a sheriff's sale too. The same thing happens. What's the Remember next we one? had we had a gentleman on our show. I guess it was maybe two years ago, and that's all he used to do was auctions and the sheriff sales. And he used to be in where they were doing. You know, I don't know how they do it, but they were in there coming up with the properties, telling the price. And he actually had somebody in the field that would drive to the house, drive by right. it at least, and tell them whether or right. not, you know, to put a bid on it or not. He had the whole system. Remember that? Remember him? Yeah, because some of them are sight unseen. You can't get yeah, in. He, he had it down to a science. Yep. All right, question number two. We intend to close on July 27th. 
Property taxes for the second half of the year are due on July 31st. Will I be responsible for paying six months worth of taxes up front at settlement? There you go. You can answer that one. And the answer to that is yes. So basically, depending on where you live and what county you're in, when we do a closing cost estimate, we're always collecting 12 to 13 months up front. So that way money goes into the escrow account. You can reimburse the seller for any taxes that he's paid now that you're living in there. But if the taxes are coming due, then yes, um, you will be responsible for paying them up front at closing. Hmm. That's a good answer. What's the next one? What was your biggest mistake you made as a new agent? Uh, my biggest mistake was going in blind, not knowing what to expect, and basically going to a company that didn't train me and wish just wished me good luck and told me to go get them. Right, right. <laughs> so you want to you want to make you want to be careful where you go, and and make sure they have training and you're not high and dry and learning from mistakes. Learning from mistakes takes a long time, a lot of wasted time. If somebody yeah, would have definitely- had a conversation. If somebody would have had a conversation like I do with my coaching session with me that first time, I would have been fine my first year. But they didn't. What's the next one? The next question is, I need selling advice. I'm trying to sell my parents' house. Been on the market for 90 days. No mark, no bites, and marked price way down. You know what's well, very surprising about this question? I went to my... The credit Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, that's why they sponsor us and I do all my banking. And I had to deposit some checks. And as I rode around the corner from the branch, there was a guy uh, raking, cutting grass and raking stuff off the lawn. And it was a sales sign. And it was a mailbox right there. And I had to mail something. So I asked him, I said, how long have you been on the market? And he told me, like, like three months. I said, three months in this market? I said, is the house in good shape? He goes, yeah, it was, it was an estate. And I said, are you priced too high? He goes, I don't think so. If you're on the market 90 days in this market, there's something wrong. There's definitely Agreed. something. It's either it's not showing right, it's priced wrong, or there's some problems getting in doing showings. But, like, that's way too long. Because usually, and this was a nice property right on Ron Street, uh, corner property, corner lot, this thing should have been gone in days. And that's usually what happens right now. Unless there's way overpriced or or there's some problem with the house, there's no way you're on the market 90 days. No, more like Mark, nine, I mean, more like we, nine days. We have um Pete has a house on St. Paul where, you know, finally the um the tenants are moving out and and the house we're going to list the house and I'm peach, you know, worried. Well, what if it stays on the market too long? I said, this house is going to stay on the market for maybe three or four days. Yeah. Maybe three or four days. I mean, it's insane out there, the amount of offers that are going in on properties and how much they're actually going over the asking price. Yeah. I, last week, I think I mentioned one. Somebody bid 40000 over price and lost. Oh, my God. I talked to, I talked to, I talked to an agent. That's uh, moving to Pennsylvania, coming from New York. She told me everybody's flying. She goes, "There's so much stuff on the market in New York that because of that, that mayor and the governor and the taxes, 
it's out of control. She's moving to Bucks County. Yep. So, what's the last one? Next question is, my neighbor wants to sell his home. I know someone looking for a home. He says he's willing to pay me a $5,000 fee if I put the deal together. I'm not a licensed real estate broker. Is it okay since I'm not charging a percentage of the commission? <laughs> well, I guess $5,000, if you don't do the math, it's not a percentage. No, it's not okay. <laughs> the only people that can do this in Pennsylvania is a licensed realtor or an attorney. If You cannot take a fee without a license in Pennsylvania. It's illegal. Uh, so anybody that tells you different or some broker that tells you they're going to give you a kickback or whatever, it's illegal. You have to have you be either a licensed realtor or an attorney. That's the only way you can collect a commission. All right. And I'm sure. I'm sure some you could get a licensed realtor for five thousand dollars to put this deal together. No problem. No doubt about it. Give them your number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, dealing with indecision. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, all positive all the time. We will be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to the topic of the day. Which is? Which is dealing with um, um, uh, dealing with indecision. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dealing with indecision. And there are situations where we continue to resist making a decision. And, and a lot of people have problems with this. And the doctor, Dr. Ray talks about this with the high S, high C's. They, they have a hard time pulling the trigger and making things happen. The protective part of the brain trying to keep them in the status quo. What they don't realize is safety has a price. The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. Like if you make a bad move, yeah, you pay a price. Maybe it costs you a few grand. That's the way I always look at it. But if you don't make any moves, how, how much does that cost you? The cost of indecision may not be easily quantified, but, you know, every time we're faced, we need to make a decision. A personal example, a cost of indecision, you know, putting money where your heart is. You know, what what did my indecision cost me? Time, energy, missed opportunities, mental stress. A lot of people hate that. They, they didn't pull the trigger. They didn't make a decision. And now that opportunity is gone. And then they stress over it for, you know, how long? And constant mental nagging created a state of dissatisfaction, more negative thoughts, limiting beliefs. Above, the cost is not measurable in financial terms, but it's more expensive than trying and learning and failing. Because what I always tell people, if you fail, you fail forward. You learn from that mistake and you move on. When we make decisions, right or wrong, we learn, grow with every experience. When we freeze in our tracks, 
and we get run over by the train, we remain where we are, or worse, we get left behind. Like, how many people do we both know, and we both know some, that if they only would have pulled the trigger, they'd be in a different position today. But that, but they are scared of change, you know. So, if you're content with your current status, that's perfectly fine. But if you desire to do something different, you got to take some chances. There's risk. If you know, there's a little risk in life, and struggling with indecision is a problem for some people. In order to move forward, you need to accept where we are without beating ourselves up. What matter? Whatever it is. Are you willing to start now? You might find the following questions helpful. Do you still want to do it and why? If, if, if it is something that keeps nagging at you, then there is a desire in you to do it. The next step is to figure out why you want to do it. That's why I always say you got to be able to visualize where you want to go or you can't get there. The reason behind it will uncover the true passion and it'll motivate you to get it done. Like I'm in the middle of something right now. And there's a bunch of 80% involved. Which I keep trying to put off. But I know in the end. It's going to be good. So what is stopping you? Examine the excuses you've been telling yourself. Not good enough. I don't know enough. I have nothing of value to offer. I don't have enough money. I'm too old. I'm too young. You get the picture. There's. Everybody can come up with excuses. Most of the obstacles we create are a result of limiting beliefs and conditioning. We've been conditioned like just to do what we do every day. The simplest way to overcome them is just start moving. If it's a money or a physical ability, explore what you can do about it. Resources will reveal themselves once you start looking. You know, everybody says, oh, I want to buy it. I want to do my first flip or my first investment. How am I going to come up with the money? When you start working on it and figuring out, there's a way to get it done. What's the worst thing that can happen? You fail. You screw up. You fail completely. And then you start over because you learned a lesson and then you don't do that one again. How much money would you lose? I, you know, you try your first flip, you lose a few grand. You you don't make my first flip. I made a bunch of mistakes. I I tried to remove wallpaper, which I should have sheetrocked over. I didn't know what I was doing, and I never made that mistake again. So you're not going to get humiliated, and you can live with the experience, and then it'll turn out to be worth it. So where can you start today? Determine what you can do now to get moving forward. And a small step is all you need. As you continue to move forward, you'll feel less of these inner resistances and your experience will motivate you to overcome indecision. You know, look, look at me and you. We've that's, been, a great, uh, that's a great piece, We're on the radio Mark. because of this, you know? Yep. We, we, we took some shots and things happened. I never yeah, planned I mean, on... What about, the, what about the first day that I came on as a guest? You know, yeah. there was no way I wanted to do it. No way. No, I remember. But but I did it, and you guys told me that millions of people were going to be listening, and I was ready to do some shots on the way there. But, you know, what? look at if I hadn't done it. You know, you only know. know about the great opportunities that you missed if you don't do them. That's right. That was 11 years ago. Yeah, I know. Like when I got my real estate license, there was no plan of running offices, owning real estate schools, doing real estate shows. 
all that happened because we took some chances. And then right. when you when you take chances and you stay in the twenty percent, things happen. So. That's right. So, Mark, unfortunately, Doctor Doctor A is not in the house today. So the doctor um, is unavailable to help us with this segment. So let's just pick it up where we left off last week. I mean, you know enough about this right. to be able to absolutely get us through where we need to be. And what we're, and the topic was how did different styles deal with the COVID-19? And last week we talked about the four styles, the D-I-S-C. Last week we talked about how the D's are, deal with it. And the D's mostly, they're plotting. They, they're, they're, they, like I, I said last week that I was like bummed out for like two weeks. And then I, I was over it. And then I started plotting <laughs> how to take over. <laughs> The eyes, this is the high personality person. This is the life of the party, the talker. You know, they were probably in a similar boat like you, Deanne. Uh, when this first happened and being locked up, it was probably driving them crazy. But then they also start, they start planning and figure out ways to make things happen around this COVID. Like, you know, we were doing a show remotely. I'm doing real estate classes, live Zooming. You know, you, there's the, the eyes are not going to sit back and just go, oh, God, we're going to have to wait till October or September. So they're going to be proactive. They're going to try to figure out ways to work around this. They're not going to be that scared of everything. They're They're outgoing. You know, they might have a mask on, but they're going to stand in line and talk to you. <laughs> you know, they're going to be, they're outgoing. Uh, they want to be loved by everybody. They want to talk to everybody. They want to make friends. So being locked up is was very stressful for them in the beginning. But, you know, next week, when you have the doctor back on, we'll talk about the S and the C styles. Where the S and the C styles, they, they're very tentative. They don't like change. This is change. They don't like taking chances. This is taking chances. You know, it's like they're they're the ones that are like don't don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that and you know these are the ones that'll holler at you if they don't you don't have your mask on. But it's like uh, the eyes they're going to be proactive. They're going to try to figure out how to take advantage of this situation and and try to survive especially in business they're gonna how to survive this what can i do and maybe even have a silver lining and come out of this like i'm doing with the school in a whole different direction where right. now i'm you know i'm trying to figure out how to take over pennsylvania so it's like uh that's that type of personality and then next week I learned so much from Dr. Abelson over the last 10 years with this disc. And, and the audience should really get familiar with the D, the I, the S, and C. And check out Dr. Abelson's website. Just Google Dr. Abelson. Because it's really, un it's really important to understand who you are, why you do what you do. And once you understand that, it goes back to that segment I just did on indecision. That's why S's and C's... Most realtors that are S's and C's will never buy an investment piece. They'll never do a flip. They'll see the opportunity to cross their plate, but they won't pull the trigger due to their personality. You know? Yeah, Mark, I brought this up during you know, during our, our show a little bit and I disked my my brother and my sister in law and I've known them for, you know, thirty years. And it just 
you know, it just made me realize so much how spot on that disc test is. Yeah, Dr. Abelson's is unbelievable. Like, when I say spot on, like, different characteristics and different things that I read in that report, I mean, you can take the test. It's about 30 minutes. And you need to, you know, take a deep breath. You need to sit back. And you it's you can't pass or fail this test. This is basically a test so that you know your strengths and your weaknesses. You know, maybe what career would be good for you for those of them, you know, that are looking to change careers or how you could be trained, you know, if you're looking to get a coach. Um, you know, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And there's no wrong answers. And it doesn't make no. you a bad person how this comes off. It just enhances your life. And yeah. when I tell you just, I mean, I hired my brother-in-law to take applications and I was training him and, and it was just like, I was going crazy. He wasn't getting it. And then I read his disc, which yes, I know I should have done it beforehand, <laughs> but I didn't because I was buried. So the bottom line is like one of the lines is doesn't like detailed work. Yeah, exactly. Now, if what I had you known that for. from the beginning, I could have saved myself blood pressure. I could have saved arguments. I could have saved time. That's right. And you no, you know, and time. you tell me this all the time. And what, all companies should use that program. And so next next week we'll have the doctor come in and wrap up the S and C's with dealing with the virus. All right, all right? awesome. So. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and sponsors. Oh, oh, give out your number. I'm sorry. Oh, gee, you're cutting me off again? All right. You can also email me at Deanne Kitsaris (laughs) at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. It's a great number. A special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air every week and tuning in. I'm getting a lot of calls from listeners. So we're here every Sunday, 9 a.m., and you can listen to the podcast at Good News and Real Estate. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All positive. All time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.